As of this moment, it's 2.02 Central Time on Wednesday, February 1st. Do you know where your coordinators are? Because we don't. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Yeah, a little, little chilly. Uh, came up uh, from uh, Mobiles, South Alabama this morning, and it was, uh, I think it was right about 58 degrees and parked in Tuscaloosa, and it's like 44 degrees. Want to thank you for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. I'll talk about them in just a minute. Jimmy got a lot to talk about. Certainly want to talk about Alabama's big win over Vanderbilt. Um, I've already done an instant reaction video that you can check out on that. But right now, I think the the talk du jour, which means talk of the day, uh, I'll have that if you've seen Dumb and Dumb. Um, is the, the What's your soup du jour? That sounds good. I'll have that. Uh, let's see. Uh, coordinators. We don't have any. Um, and, you know, I don't even know where to go at this point. Look, Ryan Grubb, um, did he get an offer? Did he not get an offer? It doesn't matter. He's not taking it if there was one. So it doesn't matter. Um, he's off. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, his name is out there. Joe Brady's name is still out there. The other people who I've never heard of are still out there. And, um, then on the defensive side, it could go one of a gazillion ways, one of which is Todd Grantham, which scares the bejesus out of me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm, I wouldn't be – if it is Grantham, I, I would not be uh, happy or thrilled about that based on his track record at Florida and Georgia and Louisville and the NFL. Um I wouldn't be crazy about it. I wouldn't be. Ha- I wouldn't be like, "Yay, it's Grantham." I, I, I would be more like, "Like, oh, oh, no, oh, dear." But, but again, a couple things to point out. He did get those jobs. He has landed big time jobs in the past with reason. Uh, he also knows this defense really well, and it's also my opinion that most people, not everyone. But most people get better with time, age, and experience. So I think we'd be getting a better Todd. Uh, I think we'd be getting a better Todd Grantham than Florida got. Uh, I think working for Nick Saban makes him a better defensive coordinator. I think being a coordinator with better players makes him a better coordinator. And let, let's let's settle this once and for all. You get this, you know? Would you rather have a great coach? Or would, you rather, would you rather have great players? Hey, look, the highest level of which sports are played in this country, professional sports, the biggest, let's just use the NFL, because it's the biggest in the U.S. and probably the biggest sports league in the world in terms of money. Who gets paid the most money in the NFL? The head coach or the star on the team or the top stars on the team? Where is, let's say, for instance, and I don't even know, let's say D'Amico Ryans is getting paid $6 million by the Texans. And by the way, they don't release head coach pay like they do with, with the players, you know, in the NFL. But it's my understanding a typical entry-level head coach now in the NFL makes about $6 million a year. So let's say D'Amico's making six. How many Houston Texans will be making more than $6 million a year 
this upcoming fall? How many? I say at least 10 and probably more like 20, which is almost half the roster. You know, so let's just settle on 50 middle ground, almost a third of the roster making more than the head coach. So my point is this, you know, don't the, the, the most important part is that Alabama keeps having great players. I don't care who the coach is. That doesn't matter to me as much as having star players. And I will take a five-star with a three-star coach over a three-star player with a five-star coach. That's me. I'm about the Jimmys and the Joes. And, uh, hey, I, I, don't, I don't make a lot of money betting on the Kentucky Derby, but when I do, I bet on the horse. I suppose I should factor the jockey or the trainer somewhere in there but to me, it's about the horse, and to me, it's about the dudes. And uh, so I, I don't want to over-panic about not getting the coordinator that, that I want or this guy wants. And in terms of what I think will happen, I don't know. I put it this way. I, I won't say the names right now because I'm not prepared to say the names, and it really doesn't matter once you hear my point. But my point is this. If you can follow along, sometimes my brain gets so warped, it's hard for anyone to understand what I'm saying but me. But if, if I say that, uh, okay – if we had to bet today on who the coordinators would be, uh, I would bet, you know, on uh, on on Rick and uh, and Trey. Okay, that's why I would bet on Rick and Trey. But I would rather bet more money on the field, if that makes sense. I, I would bet. I would tell you who the favorites are, but then even my own bet would be on the field. So I have no real confidence in and who I really believe that the the selections will be. Couple of things you said there. First of all, I don't think over panic is a thing. Over panic? I mean, you you either panic or you don't by definition. Like <laughs> what is it? Like I panicked, dang it. I mean, I just panicked my rear end off. Um, another thing you said, and for whatever reason, you brought up Todd Grantham and you know, you said he's he's been a lot of places and he had a lot of experience. You know, in Taylor Swift's latest hit single, Antihero, she has a line in there. I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser. And I'm afraid <laughs> I have this dream. dream. I think she, she says I have this dream. I have this dream, yeah. I have this thing where I get older, but never wiser. I have this dream where um, I'm a monster on the hill or something. I got look. I got a six-year-old daughter that loves her some Taylor Swift. Okay? Hey, we should spend more time on Taylor Swift lyrics here. She's still pretty good and she is gorgeous. So I think that should all be said. Um, she's, the greatest, yeah. uh, she's, she's the greatest songwriter of all time. That's a hill I'm ready to die on. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the, I, I feel like I get older, but never wiser yeah. might apply to your example there, which is I like it. extraordinarily scary. Name another Alabama podcast that just tied in Todd Grantham and Taylor Swift. You can't do it. You can't do it. That's why we're number one. I'll tell you who's number one, Jimmy, and that's FanDuel. FanDuel. I'm not kidding. They are the best. Um, look, you first online real money wager of, of five bucks, you get 150 bucks. That is FanDuel. Um, they are absolutely awesome. You will love them. Go check them out. Um you just can't beat them. Make every moment more. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Free. That's the most powerful word in the English language. Win or lose. 
You put that $5 bet in, you get $150 to bet with at fanduel.com slash locked on Bama. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Go there today to get started. You will absolutely love it. I'm telling you, it's so much fun to play Fanduel. We're really excited about their being our new sportsbook partner. Uh, and they just bring so much to the table. And you see they're advertising everywhere because they're so big because they're the best. They're the official partner of the NFL. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel.com, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Also want to tell you to uh, go check out the Locked On Senior Bowl. There's a locked on uh, – well, actually, it's not locked on Senior Bowl. It's locked on NFL. And now talking about the Senior Bowl. Locked on is headed to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing. All in one location. Subscribe to Locked on NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's Locked On NFL Draft. What a great podcast they are. And if you're an Alabama fan, you should always follow them because we've got a ton of dudes going to the NFL Draft all the time. 12. 12. We went over them this week. 12 right now. That's, That's right. We did go over them. Official Locked On Bama number right now. 12 Bama draftees. You know, I didn't include – who, uh, by the way, I heard a little a little birdie tell me uh, he had a nice day Tuesday, and that's uh, Demarco Hellams. Uh, I, I I projected him as an undrafted free agent. I'm I'm not so sure. Let's see. Hey, that would be uh, that would be encouraging. I would be happy for him. Ekior and Steen had nice days too. You know what? Ekior is getting a look at center, which frankly we all said he should be playing in Alabama some. Uh, by the way, <clears throat> a couple other things. If if you wouldn't want to give any. Re- Report from the Senior Bowl. Go ahead. Um, I'd love to hear. I saw that uh, Cameron Latu was mm-hmm. asked in another uh, on another uh, YouTube channel about the possibility of playing for Houston and potentially uh, being there again with uh, John Mechie, with uh, Bryce Young potentially, because a lot of people think either the Texans will move up in the draft at one spot to get Bryce Young or that he will fall to them. And um, – then, of course, they're going to be playing for D'Amico Rhines. By the way, huge shout-out to D'Amico Rhines. I love the fact that we have a former Bammer, and he is a total Bammer, um, that's going to be a head coach in the NFL. This is not um, some weird thing. By the way, I want to throw this in there. I'm tired of the Alabama fans can't claim Jalen Hurts because he went to Oklahoma for his final year. Can the Patriots claim Tom Brady? Can the Jets claim Joe Namath? Can – uh, the Green Bay Packers claim Aaron Rodgers when he leaves? Can they claim Brett Favre? Pretty I mean, sure the Bulls claim Michael Jordan. The Pretty Bulls sure. claim Michael Jordan. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And look, I get it. I get why Ohio State can't claim Jamison Williams. I get, or why, you know, frankly, I kind of get why Alabama can't. I don't know that anybody can claim Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I don't know. I would say Alvin Kamara probably considers himself so. more a product of Alabama. <laughs> but um, so with his. Uh... Occasional behavior. It is dumb. You know, you know, it would be different if Alabama fans said, we claim Jalen Hurts and Oklahoma can't. I, I don't know that any Alabama fan has that opinion. I think we share, to some degree, we share Jalen Hurts with Oklahoma. That's yep. fine. That's fine. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that uh, 
I'm fine if Oklahoma says, yeah, because he did go there too. And he contributed to both places. Heck, he, he went to every single college football playoff while he was in college. Yeah. Every single one of them. That's going to be a tough record to, for anyone to tie as a quarterback. Ever. Because, because most quarterbacks who make it to playoffs, you know, they, they're, they're, they went pro after their junior. Very few will stick Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing it, that, that is in Alabama's favor. He went to the national championship every time he played in the playoffs with Alabama. He didn't go to the championship when he played for Oklahoma. That's right. Lost in the semis at Oklahoma, went to the championship game in 16, 17, and 18 uh, at Alabama. Of course, didn't finish the 17 game. Uh, in the 18 game, he was not the starter, though we did play in it. People sometimes, you know, Alabama got way behind with Tua, actually pulled Tua very late and put in Jalen about halfway through the fourth quarter, if I remember right, but uh, in the too little, too late uh, category. But you know what it is, Luke? I'll be honest. And and there is some something to this. I think some people who aren't saying this but are dying to say it, as far as Alabama fans claiming Jalen, I think what they're saying is, you benched him. You didn't want him. You, you ran him off. You you. Don't claim him now when you didn't claim 18 uh, in 2019. You're, you're just trying to claim him now that, that he's accomplishing something. You ran him off. That's what I think those people are, are, are saying without saying. And while I do think there is something to that, let's just get back to this fact. Jalen Hurts loved his time at Alabama and has never said anything different. Jalen loves Nick Saban. Jalen loves Alabama. Jalen appreciates his time at Alabama. And the other day in an interview that you cited on the show, Luke, Jalen Hurts indicated that all that he went through helped create what he is today. And uh, J- Jalen is not resentful in any way of what went down at Alabama. And if he has ever said one negative thing about Tua Tungavailoa, that is news to me and vice versa. I, I think Tua and Jalen really like each other and have a big mutual respect for, for one another. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. God, my voice just changed. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think Jalen is the very definition of whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And um, he, he is, look, I think in the end, it's so funny. Um, everybody's going to want to claim a piece of Jalen. I mean, he's been amazing. And here's the other thing. There's nobody in the world, nobody, at least from a college perspective, that would have traded Jalen Hurts for Tua or for Tua. You know, you would have traded, you would have, everybody would have taken Tua because Tua was a better college quarterback. There's no question. But Jalen has ended up in a much better situation and he is, he is so mentally strong and he's really, really good. And he's got fantastic weapons with a good offensive line and a great defense. And it's worked out really well for him. And he is also stronger than Tua. He is more durable than Tua. That is unquestioned. Tua is the better passer, and it's not close. But Jalen's got a lot of positives, too. Um, but I think in the end, if you could say, hey, you could do it over again. You keep Jalen in the national championship game in 2018, but you lose. And then you lo- and Tua transfers, and you keep Jalen for the rest of his career. Um, or you do exactly what played out. I'm going to take exactly what played out. Exactly what played out. Let's tie that into what's going on in Alabama right now, Luke. This befuddles me, and and I, I, you, you got to like it when I use that word. So Nick Saban, in retrospect, 
handled the Tua Jalen thing about as well as it could possibly be handled in many senses. How about this one sense? Jalen loved his time at Alabama. Tua loved his time at Alabama. Neither are resentful in any way. That in and of itself is a miracle in terms of how Nick Saban handled it. Secondly, let's look at the winning. When they were both on happened two seasons, uh, Jalen was a true freshman in 16, Tua wasn't around. In 19, Jalen had left and only Tua was around. So they were both on the team in 17 and 18. What happened? Alabama won one national championship, lost another. They made it to the national championship both seasons when both were on the team and both contributed big time to both seasons. Tua and Jalen both in 17, Tua and Jalen both in 18. Nick Saban handled that as well as it can possibly be handled. Yet the same fans that watch that happen and should be admiring Nick Saban for how he juggled that and handled that nearly impossible situation, those same fans are worried to death over Ty Simpson and Jayla Milrow. And it's not apples to apples. It's not apples to apples, but it sort of is. It sort of is. Milrow's hurts-ish. I think Ty's going to prove to be Tua-ish. That's a projection. But I'm just saying, Nick has completely proven, maybe more so than any coach ever in this regard, and you got Alabama fans that can't sleep at night worried over Simpson and Milrow. That, that, that's... I told you it would be mind-boggling or befuddling. 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 Yeah. Mind-bottling, I think, is how it is on the message boards. Um, anyway, uh, let's take a break. I want to tell everybody, though, about Locked On College Basketball. Go check them out. Locked On College Basketball, so much to talk about. I know they're talking about Alabama's big win last night over Vanderbilt. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Locked On College Basketball is where you want to go to get all the latest on college basketball. They're part of the Locked On Network, of course, as are we. All right, Jimmy. Um, yeah, I did want to talk a little bit about that Vandy game. I did a, a reaction video. Uh, it's already out there. I mean, I don't know what else to say except this. I said this on the reaction video, but that's not on the full episodes thing, so some of you might not have seen it. So I'll, I'll reiterate um, that that was incredible. You and I talk about this all the time. Uh, you came up with this. I just stole it, but I, I use it with you, so it's mine. It's kind of like it transferred from your Alabama. I'm Oklahoma. This saying is Jalen Hurts. Um, but you say that the, you play your best a couple times a year, your worst a couple times a year, and everything else in between is what you are. I think Alabama pulled the rare, played the worst they've played all year, followed by the best they've played all year. Yeah. Uh, back to back. Nobody ever does that, you know, worst to best. And that's what Alabama did. So while we beat them by 57 points and it was unbelievable and it was so much fun and Brandon Miller's incredible, but Noah Clowney, I mean, I guess he breaks out of his slump. I mean, he does hit a three. He's now one of 22. Um, but uh, Rylan Griffin, Ooh. man, Rylan Griffin, you, Rylan Griffin is the, is a, Right now, he's a poor man's Herb Jones. He might be a rich man's Herb Jones by the time he's done in Alabama. I mean, he is – he's doing things, Jimmy. He's making Herb's stuff. Rich. Herb's right. rich now. Herb's rich now. That is true. That is true. Um, Bediaco, there was one play where Bediaco uh, – it reminded me of White Men Can't Jump when uh, – I can't remember which play it was, but he told uh, – he said, you ever – you know, you like elevators or something because I'm taking you to the – 
fifth, I'm taking you to the seventh floor and I'm going to the seventh floor and dropping you off at the fourth or something like that. And that's what Betty Ako did to that, uh, that Robbins kid one time. I mean, they lobbed a pass up and Robbins couldn't get where Betty Ako was going and he slammed it home. Um, that was just basketball moves. That was some impressive trash talking by Betty Ako to get the whole sentence out. Yeah, that was they had to call a timeout so Betty Ako could finish talking trash. <laughs> trash talk. Um, Excuse me, fine sir. I am headed to floor seven. I shall drop I dropped you off at the fourth. I shall um, drop you on the fourth floor. Mr. Referee, you may resume the game. <laughs> so uh why do I talk like it like that's his accent? <laughs> well, he is from Canada, so I assume he's just nice as he can be. Um anyway. Um then Jalen Bradley. Loving some Jalen Bradley. I mean, his he's getting so good. Mark Sears is still awesome. I mean, so much. But, Jimmy, there's one thing. Again, I, this is the negative Nelly in me. Um, The one thing that just bothers me, and it only bothers me because I feel sorry for him, Dominic Welch. Um, he's He is not coming together yet for him. But I'm going to say, I said it last night. I said it today on a Montgomery radio station that I call into every Wednesday. Dominic Welch is still going to win a game for us, Jimmy. Mark yeah. my words. The coaching staff obviously believes in this cat. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm going to believe in him because they make him, they let him play a lot. They don't make him play. They let him play a lot. And he is – you can tell, man, he's so close. But, I mean, last night there were so many Alabama highlights. And, like, the lone Vanderbilt highlight, aside from those two guys hitting heads and making each other bleed over the eyeball, was when um, – <laughs> when Dominic Welch got his shot blocked about as badly as anybody gets a shot blocked. That was the only Vandy highlight. And, and you could see the expression on his face was like, everybody else is having like a career game. Why can't I? Like he, he made a steal one time and then it like dribbled off his leg by accident. I mean, it was just like, it's so close to being so good. And I, I just hope he hangs in there. Cause I'm telling you, I think he can make a difference. Hey, what well, I, I mean, to me, it's about getting hot at the right time of the year. And for as much as he's struggling now, wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be fun if uh, we go to the SEC tournament and we're still doing this? Man, it's a shame Welch never put together. And then, boom, SEC tournament MVP scores twenty in an NCAA tournament game. I mean, that'd be great. And and he's do we see the deal is we're not hoping that Dom Welch is good. We know he's good. We know he's a good player. I mean, he's he came here proven. He didn't come here as a proven All American. He didn't come here as a you know, to be honest, a, 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 a guy that could win the SEC tournament MVP. But we know that he's a good player, so it's going to happen for him and, and that he'll have good games and he'll help the team win. And the staff keeps putting him out there. And, and he's probably doing some things that really help us that, that maybe not don't show up in the stat sheet. Um, it should be noted that uh, LeBaron Phylon, who's number one player in Alabama for next year in basketball, He's going to commit Friday. It looks like for all the world, it's going to be Auburn, unfortunately, because I love me some LeBaron Phylon. I think he's a fantastic yeah. player. Um, and, you know, welcome to the world of NIL. I mean, I'm not mad at Auburn. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad. I wish we were paying more. <laughs> it's just, I think that's that's well, part of it. Yeah, I think I think we do. I think, I think people have to understand. I mean, people are going to be more frustrated because they're so emotional about it. And I understand that. I'm emotional about it, too. But they're, look. The Yankees have the most money in Major League Baseball. The Yankees and the Dodgers. They, they have the most money that anyone has thanks to TV money and, and the size of their market. They have the most money. Do the Yankees and the Dodgers get every free agent? They have the most money. 
They have the money to buy anyone, do they? So you just have to trust, like you do if you're a Yankees fan or Dodgers fan, that they're spending the money smartly. And I I, I don't don't ever believe for a second that Alabama doesn't make competitive NIL offers or that the NIL situation in Alabama is as good as it is at Auburn. That's not true. But there will be plenty that – make people say things like that that will be like oh well Alabama doesn't spend money you know hey, hey by the way Brandon Miller isn't at Alabama because because of the school colors that's right you know, I mean you know so I mean Alabama has a that's that's the best way to put it and it's an accurate thing to say Alabama has a highly competitive NIL program and and, and sometimes and sometimes somebody puts together a better package or whatever and I mean, let's face it, Bruce Pearl's a good coach, and he probably recruited him really well, and sometimes you go head-to-head with a good coach and you lose. I'm not saying that Auburn bought the guy or else he'd be at Alabama. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that NIL is certainly a factor, and it's it's really the same as it has always been, but sometimes you just you can't get the dude. And, and LeBaron Filon is fantastic. I'm, I'm happy he's going somewhere. I love – uh, in-state players, and so kudos to him. But it certainly, um, you know, sometimes you're going to miss a guy. And I think Alabama missed, and Auburn got him, and congratulations to him. I think that's what's going to happen. And, um, I, you know, like I said, I've seen him play a couple times. He's unbelievable. So I wish Alabama had gotten him. I, and I'm not saying it's totally an NIL thing. I, I said welcome to the world of NIL, and and I shouldn't say it that way because I think that's what some people say about Alabama with football players. So I regret saying it that way. Um but I would also say the same thing if Alabama had gotten him. Same thing I said with Brandon Miller that, yeah, I mean, Alabama had some tie-ins with him. But if, if I mean, it certainly feels like there was probably some NIL stuff that helped out. I mean, I'd be naive to think there wouldn't, right? So, uh-oh, you're hey, muted. I was muted. I know. <laughs> I love it. There's some noise, so I had to mute it out. And then, of course, I hardly ever mute. So <laughs> I stole your game. I stole your uh, move. That's your I move. Stole my gag. That's your move. So, all right. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, it's it's a shame. But I mean, I, I have full confidence in Nate Oates. He'll go out and get some. Do we already got a good class coming in? We got some good players. But I would uh, I would be lying if I said I didn't want LeBaron Phylon. I would oh yeah, he's, he's a great player. And this this is just my guess. I, I bet Alabama recruited the heck out of him, tried very, very hard. There was uh, an ample, an ample uh, situation for LeBaron at Alabama NIL-wise, I'm certain. But, you know, hey, Auburn's the choice. And uh, Auburn's a good program. They win a lot of games. A lot of kids like Bruce Pearl. Uh, This was just one of those times we lost out to Auburn. If it happens. By the way, I'm not 100% sure it's Auburn. Let's say – 80 to 90 percent sure. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna say 99 percent sure. Okay. Well, and, and I'll say this, and again, just to clarify, just to clarify, if if he does surprise the world and commit to Alabama, you would you would be naive to think NIL wasn't involved at all. You would be naive oh, to think that. So that is absolutely true. Just like when Kentucky or whoever sees Brandon Miller playing for Alabama, what, what do you think our rival fans are, are saying? You know, exactly. You know, I had one guy sometimes say, oh, he chose Alabama because the dad played tight end here. Come on. No. Come on. It helped. Yeah, it, it probably it opened the door. It opened the door. Yeah. It got it got Brandon Miller listening. 
you know, his people are listening because he's a fan of Alabama. Of course, he was going to listen. And once he listened, he's probably like, hmm, that sounds pretty good. That is pretty yeah. good. I, I mean, you crack the door open, and then you look and you see, is there any NIL money in there? If not, I'll shut the door. <laughs> that's how that works. So, again, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that's the Alabama way Alabama opened the door, and Brandon peeked in there, and he saw Bryce Young say, welcome to Fansville. <laughs> That's so true. Um, but again, um, it's just one of those things. So I think we're going to miss out on the Baron file line. So we probably won't talk about it anymore until he starts scoring a bunch of points for all. And, and let's look at what out where Alabama's class, the 24 class at file lines in. Let's see where Alabama ends up ranked. I bet it won't be last. Yeah, we'll be all right. I'm not worried about it. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We will be back tomorrow with more Locked on Bama. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.